0: American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. Got- but he ain't better. But in my
1: opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast too.
0: American football in Finland. All right, welcome to the AFF podcast. uh the voice in your ears right now is perfect. Purpose. I'm back again, doing it what we do here, uh, talking football with a couple of legends, a, a couple of Americans living out in Switzerland. Actually, both of you guys are in Switzerland. Uh, first guy we got on, uh, Evan Harrington. Uh, head, actually, I'm not going to say all of what you're doing because this isn't about your team or anything. This is about your experience. This guy has experience as a coach and a player in Europe. He's an American, living his life in Switzerland. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Evan. Glad to have you. I uh, look forward to hearing some great ideas from you. Second guy we got here, first uh, coach I ever had in Europe back in, what was it, 2011? the Basel Gladiators. Great guy. Oklahoma boy, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Living out there in Basel, Switzerland. Uh, Dwayne Wood, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Good to have both of you guys here. Um, As you can tell, my introductions aren't the best because it's not about you. It's about me and my topic. So we're going to just talk. How do we get better coaches in Europe? I think in the next five to six years, you're going to be looking at less American import players and probably more American import coaches.
2: Probably. I think that's the best way to go, To, I mean, you need one American on offense and one American on defense. More than that's already a little bit crazy. Yeah. It's sad that it has Finland's to be the quarterback, like, but the quarterback is the man, right?
0: Yeah. Finland's thing is more of a – they initially – I'm assuming again because I don't know, but I assumed that. Here, the whole issue, is we don't have enough players, TIF. This is Finland. We don't have enough players. So they allow for so many imports to supplement the, the normal players. So the team can have Eggman. 40 players. What? Then play 8-Man. Nobody do to play 8-Man. You know that. No respect for 8-Man. I love 8-Man. It's a lazy way. To me, the money that's being used to yeah, pay for these use. imports, how about you use that money – and go out in the community and get you some youth players involved in football. God damn it, stop being
2: lazy. I agree with that totally. Nobody on our team gets money except for the two imports. Everybody else gets nothing because we don't have any money.
0: In Finland, there's, uh, there's Finnish players that get paid sometimes, like yeah. local players getting paid because they switch teams like people switch yeah. underwear out here. Yeah. One year you're in Helsinki, next year you're in Porvoo. then you're in Turku.
1: The, the b- biggest thing is, if we just like USA football has back home where you have to get go through this coaching regimen, you have to go through the coaching course, you know, before you can coach back home now. You know, like these youth these youth high school well, these youth high school players have to do that little coaching thing. How do you
0: translate that into Europe? Because I mean, I'm be honest. I, I received the email about going to a coaching clinic in Finland and I was like, Why would I go to a coaching clinic
1: where I know more than the people teaching me?
0: I mean, I'm I'm just,
1: I'm just asking, just double advocate. No, but I'm I'm saying, I'm saying there needs to be a certain coaching mandate that all the, that's something that the IFF, when we had IFF, I don't know who's in control of football now, that's something that we should have every coach do, especially these youth coaches, because some of these youth coaches, it, it, it frustrates the heck out of me. It's like, like you said, they don't want to the coach. They just out there enjoying the power, you know, and that's just that's just frustrating, man. Let me,
0: let me ask you this, okay? Um, and Dwayne, you might know more. Actually, I don't know. Neither one of you have old enough kids, right? How old she is 10. the little one? Ten. Ten? Mm-hmm. Eh, she might be old enough. With the other sports um, here in Finland, you have to get a certain level of certification to coach. So mm-hmm. I think something like that being implemented would be awesome. That you. You cannot be a coach unless you have this certification. I mean, me as an American, obviously, I don't like I need to take it, but I wouldn't mind it if I knew it was a standardized thing that everybody had to do, you know? Yeah. I'd have no problem. I, I feel – I'm confident in what I know about football that I could take a test or get certified. And that's also another thing when you're bringing over these, like, import coaches. I don't even know how you go about, like, interviewing a coach, either from the States or from Europe. okay. We want you to come over here. What can you do? Like, how do you even, I don't know how you would be able to assess their knowledge of the sport in all honesty, like not even their knowledge of the sport of how well they can coach your players because it's a different machine. It's like, okay, I know how to coach players in the States. This is the players I've been around. I've been a, a D one college coach. If I go to Switzerland, it's not the same thing. So there's certain things I'm used to. What if I don't, what if I know how to watch film, but I don't break down film? I I was never a grad assistant, so I don't break it down. So when I get over here now, I got to break down my own film and watch it and give notes to the guys. I got to type it up myself. There's not a grad assistant to do that for me. Like that's something new, and a lot of people here don't understand that it's a different beast being in Europe and coaching in Europe. Uh, with Americans, we're really like raw, raw when it comes to like. Football, like there's a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, and a lot of coaches that come here have that have same mentality. If I yell at a player, that's gonna get him excited. Well, you yell at, I want you to come over here and yell at a Finnish guy. You know what happened? That Finnish guy go tell somebody in the organization. We need to fire that coach. He's crazy. That guy's crazy. And that. And next thing you know, you got to meet with the board about you being too aggressive and why are you using profanity and stuff. These are the type of things you got to figure out about these coaches because. Sometimes they're really good coaches, but if their like personality doesn't fit or if they're, the way that they their coaching style isn't conducive to your culture, then you don't need them to come.
2: It's a big issue. You even see that with players. They come over and they're just shocked because Swiss guys are lambs. You know, They're peaceful, and, and it's hard for them to get fired up, right? So if uh, an American comes over here, he's fresh out of the college, and he's used to – and fire, and then all of a sudden he's here with the kids, and he doesn't know if they're motivated to play or not. Yeah. And uh, it's a tough situation both ways, coaches and players. The word knows this from coaching me,
1: from him being my first coach coming over here. It's uh, Man,
2: it was a culture shock for me
1: because I was fresh out of high school. I just had finished my, last, my first season coaching high school ball. And I was two years removed from playing and it's like, man, I was still had that fire pissing vinegar, man. And, you know, I I knew what I wanted to accomplish as a coach, but people just could not adjust to, to my fire and my attitude. You know, it's, it's just that that's just me. I'm a fi- I'm a fiery. I'm a fiery player. I'm a fiery coach. But like he said, Swiss guys, they they, they little lambs, man. You got to. <laughs> you got to. You got you to gotta rub his back while you yell at him and then talk to him softly and then give him a kiss after. Tell him you still love him. You know, you, you really got to adjust yourself coming over here and coaching in Europe unless you're just on a team where all your guys are paid. If you're on a team like the New Yorker or you're a team on Frankfurt, then you can definitely bring that American style of coaching over here because you, you're going to get your money's worth. you got to make sure you get your money's worth. But you're if you're, you have to really take into account these guys are coming from jobs, these guys are leaving their girlfriends or whatever to come listen to you yell in their face, man, it's like, nah, I kind of got to tone it down a little <laughs> bit, you know? To everybody the same but not equal that makes any sense you know so yeah Yeah, as an american
2: you got to fit in real quick or you got to figure it out mm -hmm. where to push the buttons and where not to push the buttons where to bark and where not to bark it's not easy
0: i really like the idea of having like the the coaches come over i think something that would be interesting to i mean maybe in a smaller country just maybe experiment is to just you know Take a couple years and say, in this league, we're not going to have any import players whatsoever, whatsoever, but you can have, like, as many import coaches as you want, you know? And see how people put together staff. See what they do. Like, do they go all in on having a head coach, a coordinator, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, assistant coaches, or do they like, okay, well, let's get one guy and see what happens? I think that would be a great way to go forward, especially for me now that I'm pretty much – not gonna be playing anymore, and I would love to be coaching, so it'd be cool to be wanted, but I think that it's definitely a better way for the sport. I'm American, I live in Finland, I love being American, I'm not against it, but this is my home country now, and even when I'm watching American football here, and even though i'm even this podcast I'm doing and even the the things I do online, I'll still feel that like this is where I'm from, so this is where I represent and When I think about it and I watch these games, I would much prefer to see local players playing this game because that was the whole point. The point was to spread the sport, not bring over Americans. The import system is to help develop, not to supplement your team. You want to develop your players. Even some of these imports that are brought over, the better ones are always the ones who they come over, they're great players, and they teach somebody. Mm-hmm. If you can get an import that can make three of your players better, you got your money's worth. you know like that's what you want well yeah. why why do that as a player I'm a hell of a player. I can help a couple of players around me get better through practice and through games as a coach. oh my gosh, I can touch probably twenty different players elevate their level of play in a season like I can do that from a coaching standpoint. But as a player, I am restricted. So think about like what you said earlier, Evan. You got to get your money's worth. If I want my money's worth, I want a coach because I know that his job depends on how well my players play. If you're a good player, you come over here, you can ball out, and your team can suck. Who cares? You balled out. They'll mm-hmm. never blame you. If you want these players and local players to get better, and I think it just kind of plays into the entirety of it, if your domestic players are better, you're going to get more players interested in the sport. Their kids are going to play the sport. They're going to play for a longer period of time. Their friends are going to come watch them play. They're going to reach out to businesses and be like, yeah, we play this sport and it's actually us playing, not, hey, give us money so we can play the sport with these people from another country. Like Locally, that's really hard to do for sponsorship, stuff like that. It plays into it, and you and no one gets upset if you're like, yeah, we have local players, but our coaches are from somewhere else because they're from where the, the sport was invented.
2: But everybody wants to win. And as long as the rules are flexible, bendable, man, yep. it's almost impossible to win against a team that's willing to buy an army that's if you funny. can't stop them because they will take a, a lawyer and sue your ass if you try to stop them. How do the Americans get that down where they can say, listen, everybody's only allowed to have this amount? And then you come to socialist Europe, boy, and they're more capitalist than anybody you've ever seen in the whole world, especially when it goes to sport. Think about soccer. Think about all the sports in Europe. There's nothing socialist about it whatsoever. There's nothing about a heavyweight fighting against a heavyweight. They like to take a super heavyweight and beat the crap out of a lightweight girl (laughs) team. They are (laughs) superheroes because of it. And you see people that are proud like crazy to win in sports like that. And then if you say, well, that's just crap. That's not real sports. Then they say, oh, you're just jealous because if you would have that money, you would do that too. No, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't buy the whole complete offensive line and we wouldn't buy the complete defensive line. We would just play football, man against man, heavyweight against heavyweight, lightweight against lightweight but uh, yeah. in Europe they do not see it that way I mean you just look at FC Barcelona 250 million for a damn play- one player what and then oh, yeah. no wonder they're always winning because they have half the best players in the world there Yeah, Yo, mm-hmm. you can't
0: fight that business model either that's the way to go pay for the best players what's up are you enjoying the AFF podcast damn right you are Well, let the world know you enjoy the show. Follow AFF on the Podbean app. Just head over to AmericanFootballFinland.Podbean.com and hit that follow button. You can also find the podcast by searching for American Football in Finland on the Podbean app. How can American football either partner or compete with other sports in Europe? I mean, obviously, soccer, we're never going to be soccer, but... That doesn't mean we can't be around soccer. When I spent my time in Brazil, the first time I was there, we partnered with the local soccer team at one of their huge games. And during halftime, we had a short seven-on-seven scrimmage, You know, wearing our jerseys and stuff and passing out flyers, come to the game. And the next year, that team actually ended up sponsoring that um, football team after I left. It seems to be me here in Finland, not in Finland, actually in Europe, it seems to be like every sport is its own thing. I know in the States, kids grow up playing a lot of different sports. So there's, sometimes there's clubs with multiple sports in them. In Europe, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I think that American football has a place with these other sports. So what I want to know from you guys, do you think that it's possible to maybe either partner or if you have to compete head-to-head, compete with these other sports in Europe? That's a tough question. Really. I, well, I know. I'm only asking the tough ones. No, no easy stuff here today.
2: We've tried everything from ass-kissing to fighting, and <laughs> man, it's really, really tough. You're just like pissing into the wind. What is, uh, what
0: is the sports culture like over there in Switzerland?
2: In Basel, we, we only have really <laughs> – we have a lot of teams, but in popularity, there is one team, and then there is us but e. all the others get all the money. Uh, and that's just frustrating like hell, I tell you. We have the most kids, we have the most people on Facebook, we have the most people on all the other uh, Twitter or whatever else is out there. Really it's incredible when we compare our numbers to all the other clubs in Basel, they they can just forget it. They have no chance, but the money still flows in their pockets. I and mean, there's a basketball team here. They just it's just terrible. And they have <laughs> 250,000 Frank, a sponsor from one company, we write them. They don't even look at us. They have five Americans, five Yugoslavians, and two Swiss. We have a hundred and fifty Swiss, and yeah, they, and they still get the money us. because the it's sport. just bitter, bitter. And and you know, it's not like the other team is winning because they're crap. And I don't care if it's the hockey team. I don't care if it's the but basketball, exposure. Team, the handball, whatever. They all suck. but do those things like more exposure
0: are they on tv or something like that
2: man we are more in tv we are more on the radio we are more in the newspapers we are more in facebook we are more everywhere and we are still on our knees begging and they're just chopping our heads off
0: (laughs) on the knees begging that's unfortunate oh my god that's
2: oh that's that's a nightmare that's unbelievable you think you're in social europe and they are more capitalist than deep south texas Damn, that's where I'm from, deep south
1: Texas.
2: I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hit me
0: home there. What about you, Evan? How, how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, here in Switzerland, it, it's, it's tough. I think the biggest problem here in Switzerland is that football is not recognized as an official sport yet. Mm-hmm. And, and until that is made or or we somehow get that thing passed, we won't get any money. I mean, everyone has to everyone has to fend for themselves. It's not like, you know, in Germany, football is recognized as a sport. You know, some of the youth teams, I believe, they get some sort of funding from the government or things like that.
0: But you don't get none of that.
1: You don't get none of that here in Switzerland, you know. And like, like Wood said, man, it's almost the same situation here in Winterthur. We are. The only team that has more members than us is the soccer club, FC Winterthur. I mean, we have the most Facebook. We got the most Instagram. Everything here in our city, and I mean, kids are are lining up, knocking down our doors to play football. You know what I mean? But we don't get nothing. They I think it's going to happen only
2: when your football players are the owners of the companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. going to take thirty years, right? Yeah, I mean, a, but that, we well, we have
1: someone term. actually in in the office in the the, par- in the like the government offices here in the city and still it's hard to get anything, you know, a division four soccer club, they get new turf, you know, and what they did to our practice field, they put a cricket line in the middle (laughs) of our practice field. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. Like these guys play cricket once a blue moon, you know what I mean? And it's like, why is this here? We have four clubs that practice on this field, and we have a big cricket field in the middle of this thing, a cricket line here, a cricket strip. It's its crazy, and I think the city finally is going to take more notice of us because we had a – unfortunately, we had a fire here, and it was a warehouse where the other clubs had their stuff in there. And guess who was the only club that was in short? Football. So who's 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 really the club that should be getting more funding from from the state? Who's really trying to be professional with it? You know, yeah, should be us, man. So, and that's uh, just little things like that just don't make sense. You know, our guys are out there helping out in the community, you know, and we we get nothing. Wealthy country, don't. It's not like we're asking we're asking for a lot. <laughs> I mean, they oh. throw money down the drain here. <laughs> yeah, but you
2: don't even want to know it. We just got the report. There's 400 million left for sports in the sports commission in Switzerland, not used. We're begging for it, and we get 4,000 for all of Switzerland. They got 400 million sitting on the side. And you, You go out there and you check with those Polish teams, and they're paying guys cars and houses and this and that. They don't make three Swiss francs an hour, but they can afford it because somebody's sponsoring that yeah and in Switzerland impossible
0: I think uh my take on the whole like football with like other sports is I think Finland where I'm at so this is Finland this is what I'm talking about here in Finland, I'm going back to the youth because you know the children they are our future. that's how everything gets done. You have to start at a youth level here in Finland, if you play hockey, you practice five days a week. If you play soccer, you practice five days a week. You play basketball, you practice five days a week. If you play baseball, uh, it's uh, finished baseball, you practice five days a week. I go to a school, and I always use this story because it's so dead on. I go to a school, talk to the kids. I'm like, hey, American football, you know, you can play on these teams in these cities. And the kid asks me, he's like, so when do y'all practice? Like, oh, football, they usually practice two or three days a week you like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to make it. I play hockey, and we practice five days a week. Why would you ask if you knew you weren't going to have any time? That's what I was thinking in the back of my head. Like, you, like what days did you think we were going to practice? on? None of those five days? The thing that, that really came across when he said this was that, okay, if you play hockey, hockey coaches don't want you to play another sport. If you play hockey five days a week or if you play it three days a week in off offseason and actually hockey and football have different seasons, so players and coaches have actually approached hockey teams have been like, hey, would it be okay if we talk to some of your players, see if they're interested in football? And these hockey coaches are like, no. We don't want our players playing any other sports. And the same thing goes for basketball, same thing goes for soccer. So it's like this, oh no, we can't do that. We don't want you to do that. Finland is the first place I've been. I've been that many places, but Finland's the first place I've been where there's this thing called overtraining that's done. Where a basketball player Will take a month off from playing because he's overtrained. Why are you overtrained? Well, I practice seven times in a week. I have seven practices in a five day period, and then we play games on the weekends. And I play for the junior team, club team, and a national team. And then I do that all year long because here, playing one sport at a young age, at the age of 12 to 13, is normal. Now, when I tell people from Europe, about why I think I was very good on defense and football, always mentioned I played baseball growing up. That's how I learned how to track a ball in the air. I didn't learn it from playing football. Football is easy. It's a big old brown thing. Tracking that little bitty white ball in the air is how I learned how to track things in the air, and it helped me with my depth perception. Mm -hmm. So in the States, and it's a generational thing now, which is definitely for sure, but here in Europe, it's not a generational thing. They've been doing sports like this. In the States, kids are now playing football year-round and soccer year-round, but it just started recently in the last, like, five or six years, maybe, like, seven or eight. But my generation, I don't know, I'm, I'm on borderline millennial, I guess. I don't, I don't identify with them. The thing that was awesome for me growing up was that I knew that when football season was over, I'm going to go play basketball. Like, I don't have to worry about football no more. I'm going to go play basketball. My mind is set. I'm learning a different skill set. And then when basketball's over, I want to play baseball. Three totally different sports, yet they all have a little bit to do with each other to make me better at each one of them. Now, it has been proven. I, I, obviously, I got to like, find these links and stuff. But it's scientifically proven that playing multiple sports makes you a better athlete. Every NFL football player has played multiple sports. There's not one NFL football player who only played football. Because every sport helps you develop athletically into a better athlete. And it's not just one way. It's vice versa. Playing football made me better at basketball. Playing basketball made me better at football, et cetera. Yet when you try to tell these European sports clubs these same facts, they look at you like, that's fake news. Where do you hear that from? Donald (laughs) Trump? Did he tell you that? And it's like, what what do I have to like? Why why would I come at you with this? Like. We actually, um, here in Finland, there's a junior. I coached with juniors last year on this team, and there's a hockey player who's playing on the team. And the dude is, he's a, he's a beast, quarterback, plays hockey. Well, when, whenever the football season is over, that's it. Like, there's an in between period between hockey and football, and he has the option to you know, come and practice with the football team just to train and stay in shape. The hockey team said no. And like you got you are lucky we let him play with y'all in the summer but he is for, he was forbidden I think is the word forbidden to play American football if it wasn't for like a season game which mean he couldn't like do it in the off season and during the season he missed half the games because he had hockey practice not because he had hockey games mm-hmm. because he had hockey practice he missed games because he had hockey practice so i think that the first thing that needs to be done is there needs to be some type of mending of relationships between sports. Like, why can't we all just get along? We don't have to compete. I think that all sports are good sports. I don't know how to play freaking soccer, but I respect it. I love it. If I ever have kids, they probably won't play soccer. I want to play basketball because that's where the money at, you know? But if (laughs) if they wanted to play soccer, you know, that's what I would let them play, but if you can play basketball, they're tall enough, we in that thing because that's all over the world. It's not an expensive sport to teach. Soccer is, takes a little bit more people for soccer, but it's more well-adjusted, a little bit harder to get picked up in soccer too. If these sports would accept American football as not an alternative but an addition to their sports, we could get a foothold. If, if we could yeah. get these people to understand that the sport of American football could be helpful for them. One thing I think a lot of teams should really look into doing is co-sponsoring stuff. Um, Right now it's basketball season in Finland and none of the football teams have anything going on. Why not go to basketball games as a football team, become a presence at their games, let them know that you support their sport so that when the summer comes around, Hey, Hey, Maybe they'll get some people to come to your games, you know, not that hard to do. You don't have to recruit players, but just that type of community involvement would be easy. But that leads me to my other problem with sports here. Um, I'm again only talking about Finland is teams are very specific to their teams. They're not much into coordination with other teams.
2: Well, they're year round sports here. They, sure, play year round is year round, they play hockey year-round. They play soccer year-round, handball year-round. Um, I don't think you're going to get any any help there at all.
0: Yeah, that year-round thing is really just crisping
2: my bun. Yeah, but you know that. I mean, if you look at those little small countries like uh, Croatia and Serbia, man, they fill the NBA with basketball players because they play 365 a day from the age of five.
0: I think for certain sports, maybe, but I, I feel like here in Europe, like, the sports themselves aren't that big of a deal. So why no, they're are we not that big of a
2: deal. Parents so why are we are pushing them? So hard? The kids are out.
0: Yeah, it's like if if sports is just something to do, why are we doing it every day, all year? Like I would be, I would hate to do that. It's a normal thing here, and it's like as an American, I like to win. I like to be the best. So it really confuses me that some of these kids are playing sports. 365 five days a week and then by the time they turn 19 they quit
2: yeah so you're lot, telling
0: man. me you wasted eight years of your life and <laughs> decided that i'm just gonna quit i would have hated to have spent so many years developing a skill and a craft that i can't use anymore mm-hmm. I, would, I would hate to waste that much time of my life American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Pie Bean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Pie Bean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening.
1: American Football in Finland.